When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. On the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. What day is it? Wednesday. We got another show tomorrow, show Friday, full week of shows. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to have to sleep until 5 o'clock on Saturday and then stumble over to the brick field at Commonwealth for the game. My name is Reed Wilkins. A couple of notes from the NHL today. Uh, a couple of players avoiding arbitration. The Capitals signed Marcus Johansson, three years, $13.75 million. Can you hear me, Kevin? You got yep, the audio? I got you now. Kevin Carius is here. We'll bring him in right away. The Avalanche get uh, Mikhail Grigorenko, one year, one point three million dollars he has 41 points in 102 career playoff game or play or career games so this happens at this time of year arbitration cases get filed and then sometimes they get agreed agreed to along the way or last minute you may remember the Oilers and Sam Gagne a few years ago agreed to an arbitration or avoided arbitration with the deal uh, kind of at the 24th hour Kevin Carius from Global Television will be joining us every Wednesday here on Inside Sports for the foreseeable future it's an open-ended deal <laughs> from seven to eight this we'll is jam great. it in. This is great. I get to have somebody I respect hugely <laughs> in the industry come by. It's just slim pickings at this time, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> half full or half empty, Kevin. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what we're looking. How's uh, how's the old uh, TV anchoring? Well, it was like? good. You know what we had actually on? It's ten years, um, and I'm wondering maybe if you can find the audio on it because uh, it's really good audio. Ten years ago today, the Eskimos played the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It was at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, Eskimos were down. 19. Oh, was this the Hail Mary? Yeah. Well, oh it wasn't really gosh. much of a Hail Mary because it it was still. I mean, it was Kevin Glenn. So anyway, it was yeah. 1914. And Ricky Ray hit Jason Tucker. So now the Eskimos are up. Four seconds left. Kevin Glenn. Can I say something yep, else? For sure. And the Eskimos got the ball back because Kevin Glenn fumbled, fumbled the quarterback sneak when he tried to get extra yardage. Should have been over. Should have been over. Yeah, exactly. And then it was the Kevin Glenn to Milt Stiegel. Oh. And the Eskimos just had really, really bad coverage. And they blitzed. Yards. They blitzed. <laughs> they blitzed seven yards. guys when they needed to be in a prevent defense. So there's a shot of Danny Machocha on the sidelines. Oh. And anyway, it's a Chris Cuthbert the... call, one of the, his his most uh, famous calls, I think, because he was ready to Bernard, pack it in. Bernard's not a not a big sports fan, so yeah. we'll help him. Can you Google ten years ago today? Google Milt Stegall, um, Hail Mary Eskimo, something like that, yeah. and then we can get the audio coming back from the. I, I remember that that led to the first year of the playoffs. And yeah, at that time I was still living in in Lloydminster, so I I yeah. often st- I mean I've had season tickets since '97, so I'd come in and my poor mom at the games, <laughs> eh? Like she just that's Saskatchewan game. I mean my mom is she wants every game to be 55 nothing, so it's stress free. You just steamroll. Exactly. There's nothing to worry about. And I, I thought she I just remember her collapsing in her seat. She sits between my my dad and I, and just like oh. oh. 
Well, for many, many years after, uh, myself and John Sexsmith would imitate Chris Cuthbert's call on it because his call is just, his call is unbelievable the way he says it because as I said he was just getting ready to pack up his books and head home. Right. So, <laughs> do you have it already, Bernard? Do you think you now, Bernard? I. I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to act distrustful of yeah. you, but I know you're not a huge sports fan. Are you? Sh- did you check this one to make sure it's not maybe the right video, but somebody swearing over top of it? It should be a guy going like, "Unbelievable!" Yeah. Yeah. I am going to check it right now. Yeah, check it before we play it. <laughs> Sometimes there's, especially on YouTube, there's like, "Oh, here's the video about uh, making this recipe." Oh, that's not what I want to watch. Want to hear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I was I, I was joking around before. Well, not. Half joking around, mm-hmm. but it but it's true. I was saying I was getting my my hair cut yesterday, and I mean I've been going to the same young lady for 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 years. So yeah, you know you need to talk and stuff. And she goes, "What are you watching on Netflix?" And I said, "I don't have Netflix." And okay. I said, "I'm I, I it, it was as awkward as if I would have loudly passed gas in front of her. Like she was just stunned. Are are do you do this streaming stuff, I, or do you have to watch Global all day? No, we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have. There's no doubt. We've been watching a few series on there. Um, but Netflix yesterday came out with their earnings and their quarterly um, renewals and new customers, and it was way down than what they expected. So maybe she shouldn't be so shocked that you aren't on it. <laughs> well, a few people have been texting now, like, oh, hey, Reed, no, I don't get it. You're not the only one. Uh, uh, but yeah, I know House of Cards. I yeah. guess that was that the fir- I think that was the first one that a streaming service ever made, right? Or it was one of you the know, first ones. It was weird how it came about. Like Netflix came on with certain shows that you couldn't get anywhere, and that's what that drew people in. But then they ended up having series on, like say Breaking Bad, would go on Netflix, right? And then, and then you just would, watch it. Yeah, would watch it. Yeah. Do you think you have it, Bernard? We're all over the map here, Kev. I, by the way. If you expect that when Kevin comes in, we're going to like not meander through topics, well, we are going to It's going to be because I just be, sat down. We, we, we went we, on, like I was on yeah, the air at Global at 6.58. Kevin just walked in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask you about Netflix. He's like, Wilkins, <laughs> just don't tell me. Just start. Okay, Bernard, are you sure you have it? I think so. Like, if this is the wrong thing, Bob Layton's going to come here and be really mad. I know. Okay, go. Do it. Oh, okay. Stiegel, he's got it! Oh, no! Stiegel! Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Touchdown, Bombers! The most remarkable <laughs> touchdown of Milt Stiegel's career! 100 yards on the final play, and it's 133 touchdowns in his career! Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned they did blitz a little bit, but on that side, I know Malcolm Frank was one of the corners. Yeah. I can't remember who the other corner was right now. It's kind of. Didn't somebody me. bounce right off Stiegel? I mean, we weren't watching that. But yeah. Just uh, well, it. yeah, but it was just <laughs> in that situation, do whatever you can. I mean, yeah. you know, um, take your PI, take your. Would have been better. They wouldn't whatever. have even been at midfield. Yeah. Do do whatever you <laughs> have to do, but. Uh, it was just totally total debacle with well four seconds left and then yeah. the clock ran out. That, that I mean we we're going through a stretch here, of quite frankly one of the best stretches of Eskimos football. And I know I'm saying this 
with a team that won five Grey Cups in a row and one year went went 16-2, and two, though they didn't win the Grey Cup in 89. Let's face it, Kevin, this is one of the best stretches of football in franchise history. I, I don't think I'm for overstating that. Maybe then they're 12 and one in their last 13 games. Yeah, for for excitement and if for you, ex- the way they win. I don't know if you can if you can meld the two together, Reed. To be honest with you, last year's team was so different in the philosophy. I, I yeah, I get where you're coming from with just the one. Loss, I'm just saying really. this: the fact that they're win- they're they're yeah. winning almost every game, whether yeah. they're doing it by 40, by 10, or by single digits, <laughs> as, as they often and do. And who cares, right? How you win, it doesn't really matter. But right. Still, th- this team to compare to last year is really a lot different, and I, I don't think you can even come close to doing that, uh, uh, doing the comparables comparables from last year to this year. I, I just feel there's carryover with some of the slow starts, and then they just figure it out in the second half, which is kind of is kind of mind-boggling, but it's fun to watch. But contrast that with if you were to list, you know, the, the five bleakest moments in the history of the Edmonton Eskimos, that Steagle play would be one of them. Maybe, maybe that's the worst. I mean, it led to... I think, and I think they, they I think they, they lost m- two or three in a row at that. That was at the home, first I loss. think. Yeah. yeah, I think they lost three straight. They were, I think they were two and one. two, and went to two and five, Something and then like it that. just, it, it's just, uh, it just never got together. So, yeah, but I, I, I don't know if I'm glad you brought that up, but. It's <laughs> I, well, you asked how work was, and I said, yeah. well, we just ran that five minutes ago. So. No, no. Speaking of Netflix and all the streaming and all the all the internet stuff. Um, I mean, because we do it here, so I imagine it must even be more so for a television show. You've got to get all your video and all your stories online, right? I mean, I assume, regardless of the quality, probably fewer people sit down at night and watch an entire half hour or one hour newscast. It depends. I think a lot of people still do. Our numbers show that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the way that we gather video has changed so much. That's a good point. You know, and that's the biggest um, factor from. Well, even just a few years ago, you know, now it's on phones, et cetera, like that. But I remember where we still used to have to phone up a, a person in Toronto and say, can we get the satellite coordinates for this and get that and get the video coming in from whatever city? And uh, it would be done, and then you'd have to write out this form and make this call and that, and now it's, I mean, you know, you almost press a button and it's there. Yeah. Um, do you guys use a lot of video from the public? Or do you still try to use only professional shot yeah, video? Yeah, we, we we've sort of gotten away from, from that, like, uh, you know, the Hot Shots video. We used to right. do that for years, and um, but now we've we've kind of strayed away from that. Um, the video is everywhere. I mean, it gets posted so often now. And, I mean, there's so many things that, that go on Twitter or Facebook, and we gather a lot of information. Every station, every media outlet does now, and that's just how uh, the technology has changed our business, and that's the ru- the way of the future. Yeah, I, I know. I know. We got to be careful uh, for our website about what photos you use, right? Uh, because well, you can't just t- take anything off the website and put s- it on. See. For instance, here's a, a great example: photos, pictures, uh, copyright, etc. Like here, here's a really good point, Reed. Uh, like so, when we go to Eskimos, we're not allowed. We don't. The Eskimos don't let us shoot a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So, but so all our stories, we have to have TSN video. But we can't put that video on our website. So the Eskimos, it's actually it's hurting them because they're not getting. Like our website is the biggest one in Canada mm-hmm. for news. Right. So it's hurting the Eskimos. Yeah, that's right. There are different rules yeah. for, I guess, if you, we now call them traditional mm-hmm. broadcast Pop. medium and 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 for the internet. Yeah. Seven sixteen. Kevin Carius from Global Television is uh, in studio. Kevin's going to stick around till eight. 
between 7.30 and 8, we're actually going to bring in Brett Ferguson, former U of A Golden Bear, who's going to play hockey in France. So I'm curious about that decision. What did you say? It's 18 years now at Global for you? 18 years, yeah, since I started. All right. And, uh, I mean, I remember watching you a lot uh, when you used to have Halsey in. Was it every Monday? <laughs> yeah, every Halsey, Halsey every game. Monday, the, yeah. That, that, was, uh, that, was, <laughs> that was beautiful. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, what was your path well, to, to Global? Okay, well, I started at CKOS in Yorkton in 1990. So uh, that was my first job. And then from there, I went from Yorkton to Prince Albert, uh, to Saskatoon, to Calgary, to here. So I was in Calgary a year. But after, so in 1990, well, it was 1988, I was just playing, uh, finished playing junior hockey, and my dad said to me, we're driving out to the farm, and this is an absolutely true story, we're driving out to the farm, and he says, you know, it's time to, for you to get on with your life, decide what you want to be and do what you want to do. So I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go to Calgary and take this TV course. And he took a big puff of cigarette, and he goes, what, repairman? <laughs> so that's how it started. Reed. So what did he think when you actually, you know, yeah. started rolling along with your he career? He was pretty then? proud for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I remember when I was doing Esca or Oiler games on uh, pay-per-view. Yep. So he ended up getting out all that package and stuff you could buy and things like that. So where did you yeah. grow up again? In Melville, Saskatchewan. Melville, right? So Crooked Lake is where my mom lives now. And uh, which, what level of junior hockey were you at? I played four years in the SJHL with Melville. Good, good and teams or. Well, it was a different, like, we got, there were some really good teams, like, at that point. As a 20-year-old, we, the league was won that year by the Notre Dame Hounds, mm -hmm. which were all 17-year-olds except for three guys. That's amazing. So they had Rod Brindamore, um, Dwayne Norris, uh, a few other NHLers, and then in goal, as a 20-year-old, they had Cujo. Okay. And then they had a couple good 20-year-old defensemen. So they had a really good team, and they they won the national title at that time. It was the Centennial Cup, right. well, you know, and they won the national title as a group of 17-year-olds. That's how good that team was. Yeah, that's amazing. Kevin Carius from Global is uh, in studio. Again, we got Brett Ferguson coming up. we got a little bit of uh, Connor McDavid news to tell you about as well. Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Connor McDavid interviewed by Mike Brophy of NHL.com. McDavid talking about adding Milan Lucic and saying it means so much. It kind of gives us that swagger, that meanness that we have been looking for. We tried to do that a little bit last year in adding a couple bigger bodies, and it definitely helped. But now you have the addition of Lucic and those guys we added before. We definitely have that mean streak that other times uh, that other teams won't want to be pushing us around. McDavid also said we're a young team and he is a bit of an older guy who has won at every level. That goes a long way. I think it's going to be a really good experience, something we can both benefit from. He definitely makes players around him better. And for me, if I can get him the puck in good positions around the net, he is going to put it away. That is uh, Connor McDavid speaking to NHL.com. And certainly the belief is, I think you can write it in in heavy pencil, Kevin Carius, McDavid between... Lucic and Everly to start yeah, it off. It'd be Why crazy not? not to. Yeah, I mean that's automatic pretty well, I would think. When who was the last Oiler who do you think really occupied the other team's slot? 
I well, mean, was it was it the way Ryan Smith no. used to grease in there? Like, you know, I, I went on with Bob yesterday is when I saw you here, and and when they signed Lucic, I was kind of I, I kind of looked and I thought, who was the last guy they had? And it's Bill Guerin. No, oh, good point. The last guy the Oilers had that's even remotely close to to Milan Lucic is Bill Guerin, and that's 15 years ago. That's a long time to go without having a player that brings that to the table, you know, that attitude, the intimidation, the ability to score, you know, he's going to probably put up 120, 140 penalty minutes, whatever it is. He's probably going to get in his half dozen scraps or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then he's going to score 25 plus goals or so, you know, and that's what Bill Guerin did. I think Guerin had a better shot than what Lucic does, but uh, Lucic is way more intimidating than Garen. And having said that, a lot of guys had a tough time playing against Billy G because he he played you hard, uh, but Lucic does that just as well. Yeah, fair comparison. And I think you're right. Garen, though I've seen Lucic do it, but I think Garen would, would be would have been more of a threat to score from mid to long range. Mm -hmm. you better know, shot. That's better, what better, I mean, better you know. shot ups. Absolutely. But I mean, that's that's the thing about the Oilers. And McClellan said that last year. And, he, and Shirelli is as well. You know, we we can score off the rush. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. A, a goal is a goal. But you know, how many times did you see the Oilers score a goal where you, you bang somebody and and you kind of force the puck a few feet closer than that, and then the next guy comes in and, and takes it another. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you just kind of force it into that blue paint and and you you get it in there. They they've never really had that. They're at least recently they haven't had that mentality or that makeup to their forward lines. Well, and you're going to see a lot more of it. And I mean, and probably, I, I hope uh, that we, for a lot of the times that we end up seeing the three centermen as they are and figure out who's playing with whom, and then break it down and then move to your top six during a game. I I think a lot of people get so focused and concerned about a top six and oh you know we got to move Dreisaitl to the wing because he doesn't fit on the third line center and or you know Nuge doesn't fit on the third line so we got to move it around. I think you are more dangerous as a team if you have three good centermen that can go uh, and play in pretty well all situations which these guys are going to have to do and let the team the other team uh, figure out how they want to defend you and then as the game goes on, you're, I mean, how many times do we see the same lines for two games in a row, three games in a row? It's not often. Especially with McClellan. You know, he was, I mean, he, he I was pretty coaches, very willing to change just, them. You yeah. know, so, I mean, you're going to see, I think you'll see, I, I think what, what Todd McClellan will do is have the three centermen to start and move the other guy around, who, whether it be dry settle to the right wing or the course of the game, start another game where it'll be the top six. Then it'll be a top nine. Mm -hmm. Mix it up, you know, and that way they're tougher to defend. Well, you make a good point. I mean, we we tend to want to slot guys in, right, and say, well, the third line center, he should have uh, some offense, but he doesn't have to have too much. Well, I mean, I don't know. What if he? Yeah. What if he can't? You you can't make a perfect team. I guess, I guess the know? concern people have might be a matchup. If if you if your third line winds up going again up against a really good line on on the other team, is Drysaddle experienced enough? To be able to check if he has to, and is and is Nugent Hopkins sturdy enough just because of the injury trouble he's had? Well, that's the whole thing. Then you got to mix it up, and you got to play it as it comes. I wonder about this Drake Kajula kid too. Yeah, they I seem mean, to like him. Eh? That's a, a guy. Um, you know, we we're actually a good point on on your your behalf there. 
uh, when Bob and I were talking yesterday on his show about who you're looking forward to see mostly at camp, he mentioned a couple guys. I mentioned Griffin Reinhardt, but yeah, Kajula is a very good uh, a guy that would a lot of people would like to see what he brings so early on in his pro career and see what he can do for sure. Not a big guy, no, but played a lot of big games in the NCAA and and certainly has some skill and it looks like he has some some of the hockey smarts that we talk about. So so we'll see where that goes. Um, a couple other notes today: the Blue Jays did win 10-4 over Arizona. The Yankees are trying to do the Jays a favor. It is 4-0 for New York over Baltimore. That now uh, in the top of the eighth, so the Blue Jays could move within half a game of uh, first place. Stephanie Labbe, the Edmonton girl, a shutout today for the Canadian women's soccer team. Tune-up game in France against China. Canada won that 1-0. Your scoreboard presented by Crystal Glass for all your glass needs. You can visit crystalglass.ca. Kevin Carius is going to stick around from Global Television. We're also going to bring in Brett Ferguson, former winger with the U of A Golden Bears, moving on with his hockey life and his life. I think we're going to ask him about both because this is a pretty big move. Brett's going to play pro hockey in France. That's when we get back Inside Sports on Chet. Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reminder to go to 630Ched.com and uh, check out that auction we have going online to golf with Jordan Everly and Grant Fuhr in the Celebrity Pro-Am at the Oil Country Championship at the Glendale. The Pro-Am will be on Monday. Well, i got to say, somebody's been listening because in the 90 minutes since the start of the show, the bid has increased by $600 from 905 to $1,505. You can bid until 4 p.m. on Friday. That'll be a fun little tournament to cover, oh, eh, Kevin? I, well, I, I get to play in it, actually. You're playing in the yes, Pro-Am? I'm in the Pro-Am. Oh, good. Not as a pro, for sure, but... As more as the, you're the celebrity portion. I'll probably be caddying or something. <laughs> <laughs> Curious, pick these up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that, well, I'm going out to cover the uh, the media day on on Friday. Yeah, so, I'll, so I'll be there be for that too. And I'll then I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go to the pro am not to play, yeah. but I'll be because I think Larson's going to be there. Yeah. Hendricks, McClellan, Everly, obviously Nuge, right. I think a couple other guys. And have you ever interviewed that? Uh, I had her on the show last week. She's a Calgarian, so I don't know how much you guys would have done with her. That Lisa Longball Vluswick. We have in the past. She's yeah. great. Yeah, she's a big hitter. Seven-time Canadian long drive yeah. champ. And if you, I mean, you and I talked last week about golf, and I've been in and out this summer talking to listeners about my, my golf woes. And her torque and her left knee almost hits the ground mm-hmm. when she spins. And it's just a reminder how much you got to use that lower body to, to generate the power, right? It's all about, yeah, um, torque, weight transfer. 
everything like that. All the stuff we don't do. Easier said <laughs> than done, as, as, as you and I both demonstrated at your yeah. tournament about a week and a half ago. Hey, Brett Ferguson, former U of A Golden Bear, is on the other end of the line. Brett, you're on with Reed and Kevin Carius from Global. I know you. Uh, I know you know both of us. Thanks for checking in, man. How's your summer? Hey, Reed and Kevin, what a treat! <laughs> um, it's uh, it's going pretty well so far. I'm. It's coming to an end here. I have to take off pretty soon, but it's been great so far. Well, we, we want to talk to you about what, what is coming up because it's exciting and uh, certainly some interesting hockey and life questions coming out of that. But uh, we, let's look back a, a bit here first, Brett. You know, five years at the, at the U of A, some incredible teams you played on. I mean, can, can you believe it's, it's all behind you now? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of makes me sad when I think about it sometimes because I it, like you said it was just an amazing five years and uh, I remember rolling in there as a first year kind of um, getting to school and getting into some classes and thinking wow this is going to be a long haul but it just flew by and and now yeah like you said or like I just said I'm pretty sad that it's all over but I can't uh, certainly can't complain with those five years they're pretty awesome. Uh- How's it going, uh, big guy? Nice to talk to you again. You're sounding good as usual. <laughs> Hello, Dougie, uh, you there? Can you hear? Can you hear Kevin, Brett? Uh, I couldn't hear him there. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Fergie. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Well, good to talk to you again. Anyway, Fergie. But uh, so, uh, how did this come about? You're going to France. Where are you going to play? And how did it come about for you? Um, I'm going to a city called Gap. It's uh. It's about, I don't know, 80 kilometers from Nice, which is kind of scary with everything that's going on there right now, but hopefully that's not an issue when I'm there. Um, it's uh, I had a, an agent that kind of takes care of all the U of A graduating players, and he kind of came to me with this opportunity and had some other opportunities, and I just kind of decided that this one looked really awesome. I got the opportunity to go play with a couple of former uh, Golden Bears as well that are going to be on my team, so that's going to be awesome. Who are the Bears? Uh, the other Bears on the team? Um, actually, Jesse Craig and Thomas Carr. Okay, so well, good defenseman for sure. Yeah. Y- y- yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the the situation in France. I mean, we we got to ask. Living in France is pretty cool. Sounds 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 pretty cool. But the the stuff that's happening over there has been pretty scary. How much did that? weigh on you in in making this decision what has your family said about uh, some of that how did you how did you mix yeah, all that well, into your decision i mean i've i've been trying to avoid the topic with my mom because i know she doesn't like it too much but uh it's it's just you know it's something that i kind of thought you know i got i gotta you gotta live your life you can't be scared to go do things or take advantage of these opportunities so um you know, I'm not in a. I'm not going to be in a major city like that, and hopefully, I can kind of be smart about those things while I'm over there. Uh, you know, you see some of the things that are happening around the world, and it, I don't even know. Unless you stay in Canada, you might not be safe anywhere. Truly safe anywhere. So, it's it's not something that I'm going to let bother me. I'm going to try and just enjoy it, and you know, hope, hopefully, I'm I'm all safe and good to go over there. Hey, Fergie, I think I got this right. Correct me if I'm wrong. But so Cruz Reddick, Jordan Raleigh are going to play Div 2 in Sweden at uh, HC Vittahosten. You got yourself yeah. yourself in France with, uh, this is off last year's team, I guess, right? Off of, uh, and, and Levko Koper, he's going to France too? 
Uh, no, Levko's not going okay. yet. He's not sure where he's going yet, but it's just, yeah, it's me, it's Thomas and I, okay. Thomas Carr okay. and I. And then you got Jordan Hickmott going to Slovakia, that's correct? Yeah, he just signed that deal uh, two or three days ago. So we got at least five guys from last year's team, and then you mentioned Jesse Craig from a couple of years back. you got to yeah. be pretty proud of this uh, program at the U of A to have all these guys going on to play pro overseas. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, I... You think about even just the guys that graduated in the last two years. Johnny Lazo is playing over in in Europe as well, and then you know obviously Jesse and uh, Levko will be over there somewhere. He's not sure where yet, but he's he's certainly good enough, so he's going to get over there. So, you know, it's uh, it's crazy that there'll be uh, eight or nine guys from just two from two years apart of graduating that are all going to be over in Europe playing professionally. Former Golden Bear Brett Ferguson joining us inside sports on 6.30. Chet played for the Golden Bears. As you heard him say, he's going to play in Gap uh, over in France. What, I mean, what do you know about the French League? Style of hockey, quality of hockey? Have you been able to get any of that intel yet? Yeah, you know what? I've I've kind of done my research a little bit, and it looks like it's a good league. Um, you know, for me, for a guy coming out of the CIS, moving into uh, into the European um, kind of hot pro hockey circuit, you know they like they like to see guys that have played pro, you know, uh, in the East Coast or AHL and stuff like that. So for me, I really just wanted to get my foot foot in the door in a league that was uh, respected and the uh, you know the the top league there in in France is it's a respected league. So you know hopefully I can um, play well in that league and you know move my way up to one of the real desirable leagues like Germany or you know the top league in Switzerland or whatever. Um, so I, I do know that it's a uh, it's a good league. The hockey's good, but I also know it's going to be a real good opportunity for me to play a lot and to uh, get a lot of ice time. See, you know, try and improve my game and get some exposure over there to the you know the leagues that are maybe pay a little bit better and are more 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 world renowned. Uh, a few years ago, the Golden Bears they moved Stan Marple into the GM position. Not many clubs in the CIS uh, have that kind of formula. How much has Stan really helped a lot of you guys to kind of continue on with your hockey careers? Yeah, I mean, you know Stan. He's just a great guy. He'd, he'd do anything for any one of us. Um, so he's he's helped that a lot. And I think just with him moving into the uh, the position of being um, uh, general manager, it's, it helps with the coaches. You know, when Ian Herbert's with their coach and uh, Serge Lejoie is now the coach. It just helps them to be able to, they can really just focus on the hockey aspect of things and not have to worry about it. So with him being GM, it allows the, you know, the coaching to, to do the, the coach, a better job coaching. And then he can focus more on those things that maybe the, the head coach doesn't have time to focus on. So with Stan being in that role, it's, it's been great for us because, you know, he, he wouldn't be afraid to call up anyone and give us a good reference and, He'd work tirelessly to get any one of any one of us a, a job anywhere we wanted. So, Brett, you were one of my favorite interviews from this past hockey season because you you came on, I think it was in February, and I, I don't think we even talked about hockey. We just started talking about schooling and and, <laughs> and some of your other passions, and, and you were really passionate about being involved with with Big Brothers. Um, is it t- tough for you to? To leave your your little brother behind, or, or or just tell me a little bit about your affiliation with that organization. Yeah, yeah, that was something that was really awesome. I got to uh, hang out with a little guy named Owen for for the school year, and 
that was fun. We hung out once a week and and had a good time. So that that was something I was I was really fortunate to get be able to do. And yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm not going to be able to see him at all this winter. But um, I think actually he's gonna. There's a guy on the team, the Golden Bears, uh, Joel Topping. He's going to kind of take over and be his mentor. So I'm glad that I could get another guy involved in the Big Brothers program, and I'm glad that Owen's going to have a great guy like Joel to hang out with. Well, good on you for being involved uh, in that organization. Uh, one last one for you, uh, Fergie. So are you totally done school, and then after your hockey career is done, like what lies ahead, or can you even uh, look ahead to the future with uh, what you want to be after you're done being a hockey player? Yeah, I, I, I totally finished school. I, I graduated uh, with Bachelor of Commerce. Um, I majored in finance. So I mean, I've I've looked into uh, I've looked into some jobs and stuff like that. But kind of when I when I got a little bit of an idea that I'd be able to make money playing hockey, I kind of <laughs> shut down the job search pretty quick because <laughs> it didn't seem like I'd I'd have more fun making a living uh, doing anything else than this for now. So, but I have thought about it, and I I will get involved with uh, you know using my degree once I'm done, um, which is why the Another reason why the Golden Bears have been so awesome is because not only did I get to play for a awesome hockey team, and I also got to get my schooling done from a great school. All right. So, sorry. When do you leave, and when does the season start? Uh, so I'm leaving on uh, July 26th. So I'm leaving Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, the regular season doesn't start until um, the middle of September. But the team I signed with, they they won the league last year, so they're in the Champions League, which is a, a big tournament that has all the top teams from across the top leagues yeah. in Europe. So we're going to go right away at the start of the season. In, in August, we play uh, the top team from Sweden and Finland in a, a two-game uh, tournament. So hopefully we can move on and move on with the Champions League, but I know that those will be tough games. And how's your French? <laughs> Not great. Not very good. But I tried to learn a little bit this summer, so we'll see. <laughs> well, Brett, you're, you're a great story, and you've been a great ambassador for the Bears program, and I hope we can keep in touch. Uh, we'll, we'll see if our text messages work from from Canada to France, I guess, once you get over there. Thanks for coming on with Kevin and me. Good luck, Fergie. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. That is Brett Ferguson, former U of A Golden Bear, and uh, now going to play for Gap in the French League. Uh, Kevin, I, I, I got to say, we are, as media guys, we're, we're spoiled with that program. The quality of the team yeah. and, and the quality of, of the person for the most part, that you get, and the quality of the interview you often get from these young guys. In any sport, not yeah. just hockey. I mean, you can run down the list of, at the U of A. They're all first-class athletes, first-class students. Uh, great institution, probably the best in Canada that combines both. Yeah, well said. And good for Brett, I mean, doing the uh, the big brothers and big sisters. And uh, like sometimes we romanticize certain things about sports you know i think we're we're guilty of it in the media sometimes but that i mean that program says you you play hard on the ice you you work hard in school study hard and and if you can you you get involved in the community and and you make an impact i mean and and wrecked it i mean he could have said you know what hockey's busy school's busy i i don't have time to join big brothers you know what he, he made the time I mean, how many times when we go to a Golden Bears game on a Saturday night, most of the time I see it maybe at Claire Drake. I mean, probably should see it the other ones, and I should be going to them more. But 
and you see all the former Golden Bears that have gone on to do whatever it is, but are still involved in the community and doing things like that. Here, here's another example of what we're going to see in, I don't know what, five, six years, ten yep. years when he's done hockey. Yeah, great stuff. Kevin Carius and Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chad. Kevin's going to stick around to the top of the hour, then he's going to go back to his real job, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to also have uh, Andrew Walker from Sportsnet 590, the fan out of uh, Toronto. Good old Saskatchewan boy, Andrew Walker, working in, in the big city. And Jelena Mergenovich, WBC and WBA women's featherweight champion, will be in studio at 8.30 tonight. She's getting ready for a big fight coming up in the fall. All ahead on Inside Sports. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, well, this is uh, interesting here. Kevin and I were just checking scores during the break. We mentioned the the, uh, the Blue Jays won 10-4. Donaldson and Encarnacion each hit two-run homers. The, the Jays were up 10-1. Arizona got a little bit of window dressing right at the end of the game. Uh, the Yankees beat Baltimore 5 nothing. So the Jays are now half a game back of first place Baltimore. Maybe maybe Boston's going to be tied for the lead. Uh, Boston was up 8 nothing on the San Francisco Giants. It's now 8-7 in the sixth inning at Fenway. <laughs> the green monster. The gre- <laughs> I think there was three or four balls I saw fly out of there. Ramirez hit probably two dingers. He hit uh, two. Mac uh, Williamson Shaw. had one, a three-run shot for the Giants. And Brown has one for the there Giants. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting game. It's now we should we talk about the division, uh, the division race with the Blue Jays. They are in a wild card spot uh, by a, I think now probably three over two and a half or three over Houston, depending on how the Astros did. I got to go back and check. Um, do you like the wild card? Because I, I was one of those guys, Kevin, where I was like, no, we can't. We got hmm. two two divisions. Now I'm just like. Whatever, the playoffs are what people get excited about. That's where the leagues make their money. That's when people pull in to watch. And I and I kind of like they went to the one-game show. I love the play-in game. Uh, so do I. I think the NHL needs to do it. I really do. And I think, you're right, I think if, here's what I think the NHL should do. If two teams tie for the last playoff spot, like the, do what the WHL does, have a single game. I remember it was Philadelphia and... Who was it that they were? That was the last game of the year when they had that shootout yeah, against and they the had Rangers. The shootout, yeah, yeah. So Rangers, sorry, and Philly won, right? Yeah, and then they went to the Stanley Cup final. Right. So yeah. just think if you had that game two, three days later. Yeah. You know, only I mean, game on TV, only game, nationally televised, both sides of the board. Both sides of the board. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. Yeah. You want the playing game. Well, and why is the NCAA tournament so successful? Exactly. It's not because, well, I mean, a lot of American, a lot of Americans do, but a lot of Americans probably don't. It's not because everybody knows the roster of Florida, Gulf Coast, Atlantic. It's because everything's game seven. Everything's the chance for a huge upset. And they have four play-on games, right? Well, right. Now they, they do, do to, to qualify games. for yeah, the qualify tournament, for but, the but tournament. even so, so every, that's the whole technically even a playing game. game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, do you think the NHL should expand to 10 teams in each conference getting in, or nine teams and have nine play eight in a single game or a best of three? Well, that technically is the 9-8 is the playing game, right? So once that game is in, so eight and nine are playing, so that's technically you're adding two more teams so to the So you'd do that anyway, yeah? Anyway, that's what I would do. For that last seed. The last seed. So those two teams, eight and nine in both conferences, play off one game, and that team goes on to play, play the big figure boy. out who it is. It still would have to match up, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. See, I wouldn't even mind if they, because the way that's structured right now, if you're top three in your division, you get in. I wouldn't mind having four wildcard teams and have, you know, the seven play ten and eight play nine. Wait, why not? I mean, there's no, here's the thing, people, well, it's, you know, it affects the, the purity. Like, mm-hmm. what is the pure, I mean, the, the purest thing is what they do in European soccer. You just play everybody twice and the regular season champions, you're champion. But we want I, playoffs. Here. I also think they should go back to 72 games. Oh, in the NHL? Yeah. Well, okay. Now we're getting, this is, we should do this topic next <laughs> week. What we would change about sports. We can, obviously the season is too long. Yeah. 72, 76, whatever. I could even live with 76. Mm-hmm. But keep the, keep the amount of time you take to play the season the same. So you're keeping the athletes fresher. I think it has to end a little bit earlier though. Well, a little bit, I guess. I think it has to. I think you have to be done by the end of May. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, mean, have, these, I think you have to be done by the end of May. But, but as we saw this year, the ratings s- suffered. Mm-hmm. And and again, in this country, in this part of the world, do you want to be in front of your TV from six to nine every night when it's glorious weather not, in June? Right? Not when, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, you know, no. end of May, and it's twenty some above, and we've been sitting indoors for five months. Right. No, absolutely not. So you'd go to seventy-two games, eight nine, eight nine, an, an eight nine, an eight nine uh, play, in. play in, and you'd start. You know, say October seventh yeah. and end April, or I, uh, I'd start just a hair, maybe a week earlier than what it is, mm-hmm. um, and then end it would probably end end probably the end of May is when the season would be over. Would you chop out a couple preseason games even? Take it probably down do to that five? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, maybe or one or two, seven to six even. Yeah, yeah. I like how they do. I, I actually, you know, I don't get to watch the second part of it, but I, I like the split squad idea in the NHL that they had stole from baseball a few years ago because you get all those AHL and new draft picks into a game right away without sort of having to take up another night on the schedule. Years ago they had a longer training camp too. Oh yeah. And then they cut it down to basically nothing and added the exhibition games. Right. So I think they have to find a little happy medium there, have maybe a day or two longer of training camp. I think the coaches like that. Um, And then have one or two less exhibition games. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, it's never going to change. No, <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not listening to us right now. And eighty-two is such a weird number. They're not listening to us right what, now. What, what, what is eighty-two? Like eighty at least made sense because it ended in a zero. Remember when they had eighty-four when they played all the neutral site games back in what ninety-two, ninety-three, oh, and I think yeah. maybe ninety-four as well. And you know, like Milwaukee would get just a random. You know, Rangers Canucks game in Milwaukee or, yeah. or whatever. That was. I think. Where did the Oilers play? Didn't they play in Hamilton and I think they, Phoenix they, before Phoenix had Well, and they played one game in Saskatoon, mm. I think. That's right, like an actual game yeah. that counted in the standings. Well, we should we should do that next week. The Carius and Wilkins fix the sports world. Yeah, I'm sure everyone is really enthused to hear about our opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, well, you get people talking, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd short. I'd, I'd go to 150. Sure. I'd go to 154 in baseball. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be a talker too. We'd get a lot of people texting in to see exactly what they want to change. Well, because everybody would want to prove they're smarter than us. Well, it wouldn't take much, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. All right, Rita. Buddy. We'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, what's on the show tonight? 
Uh, we'll revisit uh, the Eskimos uh, feature on uh, on Lacey. And what else have we got coming up? A little bit of uh, Canadian Open. Is that tease off tomorrow? Right on. Yeah, that'll and be fun. And some a uh, little bit of soccer from uh, the Eddies. And we'll probably run that play again that oh. with, uh, 10 years ago with uh, the Eskimos losing one with three seconds left thanks to Milt Stiegel. That's Kevin Karius from thanks, Global Rick. Television. He'll be back next Wednesday. Here's what we got coming up. News, traffic, and weather. And then uh, Andrew Walker from Fan 590 in Toronto to talk sports movies and a little blue. Could they really trade Bautista for that uh, Yasiel Puig? We'll see what he thinks of that. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.